Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Hey, if someone were to ask you what it takes to make a relationship last, what would you say? Or maybe even better than lasting, what if you were asked about what it takes to grow a relationship thriving with passion and pleasure? Would you have an answer for anyone who asked you that question? If not, then you're in good company. Relationships are one of the most searched topics for self-help and for good reason. The state of our relationships affects every single part of our lives. So if you're looking to improve the relationship you have or equip yourself with the knowledge you need for any future relationship, then listen as I share with you the two things every relationship needs to succeed. Hello, creators. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Create You. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me again. Hey, I just want to send out some serious love and appreciation to all of you that have been faithful listeners. Uh, We've been going for just over a month and a half right now, and we're in 16 countries and counting. I mean, how cool is that? Hey, keep on sharing the love. Keep on doing what you're doing. Share the love with all your friends on social media. And and hey, while you're at it, while you're on social media, make sure you're following me on Facebook and Twitter because I'm always posting inspirational thoughts and posts and trying to get you to interact and tell me what's going on in your life and sharing your story uh, as well as as me helping to uh, share more of mine and help you move forward. So you know, anything that helps you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships, I am down to do, and that's what you'll find me doing on social media. So make sure that you are following me if you are not on Facebook. It's forward slash Jeremy dot flag, F-L-A-G-G, and on Twitter, I am at Jeremy underscore, that's the, that's the, the long slash at the bottom, underscore flag, F-L-A-G-G. So you can find me in both places, and I'm there a lot, literally every single day. So make sure you come on over and uh, converse with me. Have some fun. It's hey, it's a lot of fun being on social media, but it's even better when we're sharing and we're spreading this message. So thank you again, friends, for listening and sharing. Now today, we are talking about relationships. We're going to be talking specifically about the two things every relationship needs to succeed. Now, you might be wondering how in the world I could arrive at two things every relationship needs to succeed. Well, let's talk about relationships a little bit. Relationships in general can be a source of our greatest pleasure or our most significant pain. And the state of our closest relationships, particularly with our spouses or significant others, have an effect on every single part of our lives. What do I mean? I mean, when things are going well in your relationship, then things are on point at work, right? Your business is going well. Your work is going well. Everything you touch is, is doing pretty good. Even when things go wrong, doesn't matter because your mindset's good and your state is good. You feel supported and loved and it's no big deal. Your recreation is more enjoyable. Things that you do on the weekends, things that you do at night, it's more fun. Uh, you're even growing 
together, right? You're growing with each other. You're growing apart. You're growing everywhere because you're feeling that state of, of, of enjoyment and growth and peace in your life and everything is going well. But, but when your relationships are not going well, when the closest relationship particularly between you, your spouse, or your significant other is not going well and it starts to suffer, then everything else starts to suffer with it. Why? Why do relationships have such a strong hold on how our lives go? Well, it's kind of simple because relationships magnify the human experience. Relationships magnify the human experience. So, where do we turn for help when our relationships are suffering? Where do we turn for help in these situations? And how is it that we can you know, ensure that we're going down the path that we really want in our relationships? Well, a lot of us go to counseling or therapy of some sort. In fact, if you Google search marriage counseling, you'll find just over 33.5 million hits, which means what? It's a huge industry. It's huge. And as a coach... I've had the blessing and privilege of helping many couples in their time of need myself. And uh, coaching is different than counseling, and I would ask you to consider it if you are considering counseling for your relationship because I focus more like an architect on helping you build the life you really want, where a counselor focuses more on archaeology and mining the thoughts and events of the past that have held you back from where you want to go. So I attract married couples from two different places. They're either coming to me because uh, their dreams are, you know, taking a nosedive and they're on the way down, or they have a dream that they really want to work on, they want to accelerate, and they've come to me to make it faster. So I usually see people in one of two places. So I've had married couples come to me with broken dreams and broken hearts and multiple affairs. Uh, they've even maybe just come to me with a general feeling of disconnection and they just want to be reconnected. I've also had couples come to me on the other side of the equation who they they don't even have they have yet to tie the knot. I have done premarital coaching with couples and have had great success helping them make sure that they're they're ready for the marriage and not just the event of the wedding because that seems to be symptomatic in our culture these days. So getting them prepared for their marriage was the most important thing. They wanted to take a good relationship that had not any problems really and make it great and how do we make it great Jeremy that's what they wanted to know and the first question I ask every single one of those couples whether I'm trying to save a marriage and save a family or I'm trying to save them years of of accelerated growth you know and trying to shave years uh, of growth off of their lives by giving them you know acceleration strategies my first question to all of them is always the same and it's this what if I told you there are really only two things your relationship needs in place to succeed on every single level? Usually after I ask that question, I get those confused stares. Like, really? Is there really only two things? Only two things? Well, these two things are large. I mean, they're two large categories of things. But they really are only the two things that you only need these two things. That's all there is to it. And here they are. Are you ready? Get out your notepad. Are you ready? Here we go. Two things. A shared vision for the future 
and emotional mastery, a shared vision for the future, and emotional mastery. Okay, let's tackle the first things first. Shared vision, shared vision for the future, okay? What happens in most relationships is they share lots of things in common, and then that kindles a strong friendship. And then they share a spark of sexual attraction or physical attraction, and that kindles their passion. And then they get committed to one another. They get committed in some way to one another, right? Whether they move in together or they get married, uh, they get committed. And then the problem is they think being committed to one another is enough. But then, you know, (laughs) something happens. They get further down the road and they realize maybe, maybe it's not enough. You know, maybe thinking, as long as I've got my partner in my life, then I'll be happy, isn't quite where we wanted to end up. You know, we might wake up one day a few days, a few years later, excuse me, and wonder why we've grown so far apart. I mean, how did we get this far apart is what you might be asking or someone might be asking in that situation, right? Why doesn't my relationship look like I wanted it to? I mean, look, we were headed together. We were so great, and and, and everything was so bubbly and wonderful. And even those first few years of marriage were awesome. But then I woke up one day, and he was all the way over there, and I was all the way over here. And it didn't even seem like we were on the same page. We had grown apart. And I didn't know what to do next. So, I don't know. Have you ever experienced something like that? I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's just your significant other's relationship. It could be in a friendship, right? It could be in a uh, a close relationship you have with a family member. I mean, you've just grown apart, and now you now, now you kind of need to know how to get back together. Or maybe you get so far apart that you can't even see each other anymore, and you're not even sure if this you know train is still on the tracks. Well, if you know if that's ever happened, it's because. You, your spouse, significant other, you know, your friend, your your loved one. I mean, they you just didn't share a vision for your future together. You didn't have a shared vision you were working on together. So when I talk about shared vision, I'm talking more about that horizon that you're headed towards together and less about the exact route you're going to take to get there. Do you understand that? We're talking more about the macro understanding of where we're headed and not necessarily the micro. You know, when we talk about a horizon, I mean, I can look out at a horizon and see this beautiful landscape, but it doesn't, it has definition, right? It has a visual picture and it helps, you know, you know, get me going in that direction. But how I get there could take lots of zigs and zags and different routes before I ever end up where I'm headed. So when we get too caught up in how we're getting there, then we forget about what we are doing or where we are going. And the where and the what is much more important than the how. How will present itself. How we will figure out. Believe me, it always works. But if we don't know where we're going, then we're going to end up with a lot in our lives that we just don't want. So when, you know, when we're in this situation and when we need shared vision, which is, by the way, all the time, because when you're in a relationship, you really want to make sure that you're going together to some place that you've both imagined that you wanted to share in this dream together. It's bringing two dreams together and bringing a new horizon to the picture that really brings fuel 
to your relationship and really lights a fire within both of you to make it happen. But only if you can agree upon it. Because, I mean, if you can't agree upon the vision, then you don't share it. And if you don't share the same vision, then the reality becomes maybe I'm with the wrong person. And this is why it's great when I get to do premarital couples coaching because I get to ask these tough questions and get to push them hard to make sure that they're a good fit. Because one of the things that that we get kind of caught up in is the idea of the emotions that we felt and the chemicals that we felt when we got together with someone, but we didn't bother to ask the tough questions. And then when tough things came up in our lives, because they will, because that's how life works, then we found out that they didn't share the same ideas that we did about certain things or the same values we had about certain things. And maybe those things won't tank our relationship, but they certainly can cause conflict. And then from there, we may start growing apart because we're avoiding the tough conversations. I mean, I see it happen all the time. I don't want it to happen to you, which is why I'm telling you there's only two things you need. And shared vision is one of them. So, you know, if you don't know what you want, then you're doomed to wake up one day with a lot you don't. Start asking yourself what you really want your marriage and your relationship to be like. How do you want it to feel? How do you want to be treated? What do you want your relationship to inspire in others? I mean, do you want your relationship to inspire the the type of, of, of admiration in others that you might have for some awesome couples in your life? I mean, what are the three words that you want to describe your relationship? I mean, what are three words that, des- that you want to describe how you want people to feel when they observe your relationship? Those are some important distinctions to make when you're talking about shared vision and where you want to go together. Because when both lives are in the picture, then it's not hard to stay framed together. So there we are, friends. Number one, got to have a shared vision for your future. So the number two thing, I already mentioned it to you and now we're going to talk about it, is emotional mastery emotional mastery. And and most of the time when I reference this second one in my coaching sessions with my clients, I I always get met with a loud oh, really? Or a oh wow. This one's not going to be easy. And I know that that might be coming up in you right now while you're listening to me, but the reality of it is emotional mastery is not that difficult if we can make one fundamental shift. Now, when I'm talking about mastery, I am talking about a skill set and of strategies that you can employ at your will to make good things happen whenever you need them to and to have greater influence with the people around you and with, of course, yourself first. And uh, so I'm not going to be able to teach you all those skills and all those things. In fact, that's what coaching is for, right? But I can tell you that it's necessary to have in place if you want your relationship to have a lot more passion and pleasure moving forward. So Emotional Master reminds me of a story I wrote in Your Best is Next, my book, Your Best is Next, which, by the way, shameless plug, if you don't have, go grab on Amazon today because it's awesome. And I wrote in a chapter about mastering your emotions. I wrote about a story uh, that I had heard about a man riding a horse. The horse was galloping quickly And the man looked like he was headed somewhere very important. 
And a bystander saw them on the side of the road and noticed the whole scene and yelled at the rider of the horse, Hey, where are you going? The rider replied, I don't know. Why don't you ask the horse? (laughs) And unfortunately, that's how many of us are living our emotional lives. We're allowing the horse to take us anywhere it wishes instead of taking control of our emotions direction. Emotional mastery starts with this belief. And the belief that most often holds our lives and relationships back from their greatness is the belief that we are not in control of our emotions. And this is deeply entrenched in our culture, that we do not have control over what we feel. But I would draw your attention to at least a couple of quick examples that we've probably all experienced at some time or another in our lives. One I can remember really well because when I was a kid, uh, my dad had his own business and he had his own band that played weddings and private parties all around town. And he would always receive phone calls to the house phone uh, from clients. And, you know, we would be having an absolute epic battle you know, in our common area, like in the kitchen or the breakfast room. And, uh, you know, I was probably close to being a teenager at that point. We would get really loud, you know, something that I didn't like. And then I would yell and my, maybe my mom would get involved. And then my dad was screaming and my brother's involved and everybody's upset. And then the phone rings. Everybody pauses. And we go from, what's your problem? What's your problem? You're yelling real loud. To all of a sudden, my dad picks up the phone. Everybody gets quiet and he answers the phone, flag residence. Right? He just got calm in a moment's notice. Why? Because he had to. Because he had to. He didn't know who was going to be on the other end of the line and he wanted to make sure that he presented himself with the most capable sounding calm voice so that he might get the gig. Did he master his emotions? Kind of sounds like it to me. I mean, he went from angry to calm in one second, in a heartbeat, just as quick as that, all because something was on the line that would have caused him great pain. Hmm. I mean, I also remember things like this at church. When I worked at the church, uh, when I was a pastor, I remember, you know, seeing families. Some of them didn't know that I saw. But I, I can remember seeing families in the parking lot literally mad at each other, screaming at each other in the car. And then they'd get out of the car, they'd close the doors, they'd come inside and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Everything's fine. And I would say, hey, is everything okay this morning? You know, I mean, sometimes we get into trouble. I just wanted to see if you guys were okay. Oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Right? Because they went from, you know, super upset and yelling and angry to nice and peachy and in a second. All because they wanted to present themselves a certain way. Did they have mastery over their emotions? Certainly sounds like it to me. They changed the way they felt in a heartbeat in order to present themselves differently. Now, I'm just giving you a couple of examples. There's tons more examples in our lives. Tons of them all the time. We can go from anger to depression. We can go from feeling self-pity to feeling self-reliant. You know, 
uh, we can go from feeling disempowered to feeling completely empowered, all in a heartbeat. And these are all things that I get to teach my clients and the people who follow me because, honestly, this is one of the areas where things can really explode. If you don't watch it, your emotions, that horse will start taking you down a path that you don't want to be down and you won't know how to control it. So I want you to remember something really quickly. I remember relationships magnify the human experience. Relationships magnify the human experience. And because they magnify the human experience, then they amplify our range of emotion. But if we believe that we have no power to control our own emotional state of being and that we have to wait until we, quote, feel like doing things that will make our lives better and our relationships better, then we'll be left with a dying relationship and a growing sense that we need to move on. Emotional mastery means taking responsibility for the control you have over your feelings. Because, friends, our feelings can betray us. In fact, they do it often. They get us to believe that certain things that are happening uh, you know, are all about us. They get us to believe that certain things are happening that aren't happening at all because of the way we've interpreted the event. Uh, they get us believing that we should take on an offense and take something uh, on uh, as a burden on ourselves when we shouldn't. Um, even sometimes feelings make us feel like we should blame our way out of arguments and we'll do anything to avoid feeling the pain of actually taking responsibility and humbling ourselves and admitting that we're wrong. Because it's not your brain's fault, though. I don't want you to blame yourself and I don't want you to blame your brain. It's been hardwired to avoid pain at all costs and go after the pleasure. So if it feels a lot better to avoid that tough conversation about the finances this month, then you're going to avoid it. Simple as that. But if you shift your paradigm, if you shift your belief and you begin to believe that you are the master of your own emotions, then you're going to do things that make you uncomfortable in order to get you closer to that shared vision you have for the future. The simple goal of emotional mastery is maturity. We're looking to mature and grow. I define maturity as the ability to manipulate yourself in order to meet the needs of the people and situations around you. Let me say that again. Maturity is the ability to manipulate yourself in order to meet the needs of the people and situations around you. Immaturity, in contrast, is manipulating the circumstances and people around you to meet your own needs. Do you hear the difference? The fundamental belief that must be adopted in order to achieve emotional mastery is that I'm in control of my emotional state. And when I'm in control of my emotional state, then I can manipulate it in order to meet the needs of the people and situations around me. I can reach for the thought that feels best instead of feeling the thought that presents itself first. Do you see the difference? I can reach for something and change the way I feel about it just by changing my focus, for instance, changing my interpretation or pattern of language that I'm using about the meaning of a situation, changing my body, what I'm doing with my body. You know, sometimes when I am in a situation where I'm talking to someone and I 
And all I have to do is fold my arms. By folding my arms, what I'm really doing with my body is I'm signifying that I'm guarding myself. It's a simple little thing, but if I just drop my arms, I will, fe- I will feel different. I will literally change the way I feel about the situation. Those are just a couple of strategies uh, that you have to master if you want to master your own emotions. But what I'm trying to get you to believe right now is that you have the choice, that the power is yours. Because when you can master your own emotional state, then you'll see every situation with your spouse or loved one improve even if they refuse to work on it. Even if you're the only one working on the situation and helping make it better, it will still get better if you have mastery over your emotions. So there you have it, my friends. The two things every relationship needs to succeed a shared vision for the future, and emotional mastery. Now I want you to ask yourself, do I have these two things in place? Do I have a shared vision for the future with my spouse? Do I have emotional mastery over myself so that I can influence myself and others and make things better instead of always pointing out things that are going wrong? If not, if you don't have those two things in place, then it's time to get to work. It's time to ask the tough questions that will help you arrive at what you want and to begin the process of taking control of your emotions by believing it's within your power to decide how you want to feel and how you want to show up in each and every situation. Hey, and and I just want to let you know that I'm available for you. If you want some help with your relationship, please don't hesitate to ask. I love working with couples. And I love working with uh, people who want to take and grab the opportunity to make their lives better and to build the life of their dreams. And uh, it would it would give me my heart, you know, the most joy to be able to help you create the life you love with the love of your life. So, if you would like uh, to have an opportunity to meet with me and maybe strategize how we can help you know, how I could help you and how your relationship could get better, then just go to my website at jeremyflag.com and sign up for a complimentary strategy session you'll find in the right margin on the homepage. And I'll get you going further than expected and faster than you dreamed down the road to where you really want to be. So let's end today's show with this quote from the author of The Four Agreements, by the way, a great book. If you've never read it, go check it out. The author of The Four Agreements is Don Miguel Ruiz, and he said this, Relationship is an art. The dream that two people create is more difficult to master than one. What a great quote and a great way to end this episode. Hey, friends, I want you to have a breakthrough day. Come on over to this episode's page at jeremyflag.com forward slash episode 14 and share your thoughts with me on this show and give me some comments about how this one helped you because I would love to hear how it's touching your life. Have an awesome day and I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. 
And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag create you. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on Create You, and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be sharing how to stop trying and start doing. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every episode. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg, reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you, because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you. Create you.